Welcome to Conversations in Equine Science. My name is Kate Acton and I'm joined by Nancy McLean. And this is the podcast where we take equine research and try and make it accessible to horse owners and enthusiasts alike. Remember that with each topic we discuss, it's important to get professional advice before implementing any of the strategies. On today's episode, Nancy and I are discussing on a paper that was published in 2021. So it's very recent and it actually builds upon our um, episode that we did in season one. So it's episode 14, looking at the effects of music on horses. This paper is the effects of playing classical music on behavior of stables horses. And it's by Sin Hoao um, et al. And this paper basically focused on just using classical music for stables horses who had stereotypic behavior. So the study was to investigate the effects of playing that classical music on the general behaviors over five periods. So the first period was three days long, and this was the control period and no music was played. Then the second, third and fourth periods were three days of music. And then the fifth period was again, three days where no music was played. So on the days that they did play the music, it was classical and it was played from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And the behavior of the horses was observed from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. So overall, they did find that the classical music seemed to keep the horse more relaxed according to the behavior results. Um, But it's quite interesting when you read through this paper, the effects classical music has overall. I mean, it's works not only on horses but we see this also in dogs and there was a really nice part of the study that mentioned its use in um, Asian elephants as well and that it reduced stereotypies in the zoo when played for Asian elephants which is quite cool. Yeah I thought that was really useful because um You know, I have a Christmas CD that's just instrumental. There's no singing or anything in it. And I always play it in the barn during the holiday season because you can't really tell um, some of the, it's not your classic Christmas music. Some of the instrumentation is a little bit different and it's less than probably 100 beats per minute on each song. So it's somewhat slow and rhythmic and very, I keep it at a kind of a very soft volume, which in this study, they did not exceed 70 decibels, which 70, they kept it at 65 to 70 and 70 was a vacuum cleaner. And then 65 was considered just normal conversation. So, but when I play that Christmas CD that's just instrumentation the horses are so relaxed and they eat their hay and I do have one horse that tends to be a weaver and during that CD playing he very seldom will begin weaving so I kind of noticed this versus 
vocals when I'm playing a CD that has singing in it. So anyway, after reading this paper, I thought it was pretty neat that they used um, all kinds of animals because they realized through the years that auditory enrichment modifies the behavior of quite a few animals. Now, in some instances, wasn't it the classical music kind of irritated the gorillas, Kate? In this, I think in so. One of the papers they found that the classical music, but you know what? I wonder if during that research, if it maybe had beats that were a hot, a little bit higher than that 100 beats per minute. But in this instance, they did use Beethoven's Ninth um, Symphony Number no. Nine, and so I listened to that, and it's a long symphony. And, um, you know, it never really gets a, a rock rhythm to it or that 100 beats per minute. So that could be a factor in this research as well. I think that's actually a good point is another area we can look into is the specific um, symphonies that are used and see if there's a difference between them. But I remember from, it mentions it in this paper, and I remember in episode 14, we mentioned it as well, that country music does also have a positive effect on behavior. Mm -hmm. So classical and country, um, much more so than rock music and natural sounds, which people probably play. I mean, I never thought to play natural sounds, but I'm sure people have played natural sounds because they probably think that it's creating a more realistic environment potentially, but that can be a little bit distressing to them. Um, just to recap, I know we've mentioned uh, stereotypical behavior before, but for anyone who's maybe new to it, a stereotypical behavior is a repeated behavior that seems to have no obvious function. So examples that, you know, you can see great examples on YouTube of weaving or cribbing um, or wind sucking. So um, if you are interested in those, definitely take a look because I, I love this area in equine. Like behavior just fascinates me. And this paper is so nicely written. It's so easy to read. Um, I really recommend anyone. It's open source, isn't it, Nancy? It is, yeah. And you know what's really neat is that I, I'm kind of liking those um, – Stereotypies too, you know, or stereotypies. Um, they're very common in captive animals. And when I worked at the zoo, I saw a lot of them in particularly Asian elephants. And back in the early 90s, a lot of times for protection, they would chain the elephants while they clean the enclosure. They don't do that much anymore. They have a more in a natural environment. But in the old elephant house, um, you would see them weave and it was rhythmic. Their head would swing. They would go from one leg to the other and just in a swinging motion. And that's a lot like weaving in a horse where it's that rhythmic motion. And elephants definitely lessened that amount of um, stereotypy when classical music was playing. So I I'm going to check into a radio station with classical music and just see 
if it doesn't work as well with the weaver that I have in my shed row, because um, it seems to to kind of uh, relax them. And I think that's standing alert, because when music was playing in this paper, they had less alert behavior. And maybe it's because it kind of is background, background noise that shields from the noises that are really going on outside. What do you think, Kate, about that? I think so. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing. And also, it did mention in the paper the amount of time has an effect to a previous study found that playing for three hours a day had a more positive effect on the horse's emotional state than one hour. But you would normally have the radio on quite a bit, wouldn't you? I do. I I do it during grooming time. They're, they've been out all day or they've been ridden and they come in and um, they eat their hay. And that's when I begin brushing them. And it's a routine that I do. And even if we're I have a little amount of time. I can, you know, go over them with the brush and check their feet and probably only spend less than five minutes with each horse just to assess that they're okay and everything's normal. And I always tend to have the radio on. And uh, sometimes I do have uh, radio shows or a sporting event on, but normally I try to have music. And, um, you know, I'm going to look for a classical radio uh, station in the area. But I thought one interesting component of this paper was that these horses were kind of confined in a stable because there had been an African horse sickness outbreak. So they had um, netting hung in the shed row so midges couldn't get in because that's how that is spread. So these were racehorses and there were four of them, four geldings, so a very low sample uh, set, but they were ages nine to 11. And, um, you know, then COVID came along and racing was suspended because of COVID. So these horses were not in a normal um race ready routine so there wasn't active racing going on they were still training but they weren't necessarily gearing towards any particular race so that might at times present a little stress because their um the management had to change until they could get vaccinated for this african horse sickness they did get vaccinated and then the covid hit so it was kind of an unusual um, time to be doing research, but it was also good because, you know, these horses might have been a little stressed from the changes. Which definitely would have exasperated any stereotypic behavior. But um, another area that I thought was interesting in the paper is that these horses were also um, being fed. I mean, that's not that interesting, but... <laughs> <laughs> they had free access to hay and water, but they were being fed um, pellets, four kilos of feed per day per horse. And that was divided into four times a day. And we also did an episode, I can't remember what number, um, on the effects of diet on horse behavior and particularly starch. Mm -hmm. So I did wonder as well if those four feeds 
I mean, I'm sure they were calculated because these are racing horses and they were, you know, not in excess of their energy requirement. But I did wonder if those four feeds may have also played a role in the stereotypic behavior that was then um, exhibited by the horses. Yeah, I think they got out an hour of a day for training, but they were really guarded. And I have to say the protein amount was 14%. The fat was 5%. Fiber was 8%. Um, the minimum was 8 The max was 10 And uh, the moisture maximum was 12 So it was definitely more commercial grade racehorse feed. So it was probably, I wish I knew the digestible energy of it, but um, it, I think it would probably give them a, a good amount of digestible energy with what they were being fed. Um, and as you said, Nancy, as well, that was, I think in their methods, all they really mentioned was that it was Beethoven's symphony mm-hmm. and that decimal level. I really liked how you explained, though, the what that actual loudness is because to me it was just like reading another language when it started going into the decibels i know i've i've always you know i was surprised they went as loud as 70 that's why i looked it up because a vacuum cleaner to me can be kind of loud especially when horses have uh better hearing than we do and i i felt like um man that they were really Um, It wasn't soft office background music, you know, so um, that kind of surprised me too, yet they still were very settled and in what they found out their hypothesis was that increasing the amount of music during the um, stimuli period would change eating behavior, standing alert, and resting behavior. And it really did. Their conclusion was that during music, uh, all those behaviors changed. Now, eating increased, and then alert decreased, and resting increased. So, you know, their hypothesis, what they thought, they did get that same conclusion. And that was based off their initial research, which was... Um, the one from 2019 that we talked about in episode 14. And the frequency of the total number of stereotypies significantly decreased as well when the music was played and even carried on somewhat into the post-music period as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot to mention that, Kate, because pre-music, the stereotypies had um, increased and then they played the music, which they decreased, and then they continued um, to be at a lower level than pre-music. So that's, you know, that's kind of significant. And I definitely will probably play a little more classical. I'm not really a classical music um, follower or a listener, but um, I may have to get you know, a little more acquainted with it and uh, begin playing it, especially since I do have a weaver. And then during fly season, I have a stall walker because she cannot stand 
the little biting flies and she will start. In fact, she does a circle in the stall. It's stall walking until I put a fly sheet on her and then it all stops. But, um, you know, I'm going to try that and just see if I see any differences. And if anybody has any horses that do have these behaviors, you know, just kind of, um, Find a classical uh, music station and put it on low and play it and let us know if you see a difference. Um, so I mentioned before as well that they found three hours has a better effect on a horse's emotional state. And um, just to note, that's for general, it, like yeah. everyday kind of a, a general rule, I guess you could say. But they did point out in this study as well, when you're looking at horses that specifically have stereotypical behavior, they found a suitable duration of music um, was five hours for four to six days of the week. And they found that was better for the reduction of the behavior in stabled horses. So your everyday horses and ponies that are in the stable um, or even when you're bringing them into the yard, you know, they're not going to be in as long. They might be out in pasture. But having just a couple hours of that music is greatly beneficial to them. And then for those that are stabled and do have these kinds of problem behaviors, trying to play it for five hours um, nearly every day a week, really, four to six days, is apparently going to reduce the stereotypes, I mean, they do point out in this study as well, it was just four horses, so a bigger study needs to be conducted. But it would be great to hear your feedback for anyone who does have a horse that has a stereotypical behavior. And Nancy, I'm sure you'll keep us updated on how it works with yours. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. And then also, um, you're more into the veterinary canine side of things than I am. Did you see the portion where they mentioned the study where the owners of the dogs that came to the kennel seemed to have a better uh, visit with their dog when classical music was playing. So yeah, versus if no music played at all, they um, reported the visit more lowly. Yeah. So I thought to myself, maybe it even benefits us a little bit to not have that, you know, um, I think so. That loud. I have to say, um, two different practices in particular. Um, most practices play music for the animals in the kennels, um, and most just play kind of soft, mm-hmm. you know, relaxed radio stations, not any pop or rock or anything like that. But two practices that I worked in did specifically play classical in the kennels, and. I just think it, you always just felt so chilled out anytime you were in the kennels with the dogs, you know, whether it was before or after surgery. And that effect definitely rolls over to people as well. Yeah, that's interesting. And so I'm looking forward to checking this all out. And, uh, you know, I thought it's uh, it was kind of a repeat of our episode 14, but this paper builds upon the one that we presented oh, almost a year and a half ago, Kate. So um, I think they wrote- And we're definitely um, going to keep coming to the stage where, uh, we've definitely mentioned this before as well, you know, we'll get to a point where some of the episodes become outdated, which I actually think is quite cool 
Yeah. Once we have some more research and we learn better ways to do it. And don't you think their first paper, which was the Hartman and Greening 2019, and it was on playing music or auditory uh, stimulation so the horses got better sleep. And then they come out, Carter and Greening, uh, this one, it was... uh, not Carter and Greening, but you, oh, as Sin Huao. Yeah, they build upon it by going a little bit further, and they did the ingestion behavior, the um, stereo uh, tippy, and then also the um, resting as well. And all their what they thought would happen did happen. So now I'm sure there'll be more research that builds upon what they have found. So I think that is cool too. We'll, we'll have a few more um, research episodes that we did back in the beginning that now there's new research out there and we'll reanalyze what they found. Um, and if you do, as always, have any areas that you're interested in or that you would like us to look into the research for you, please do let Nancy and I know. You can contact us on Conversations in Equine Science on Facebook or conversations.equinescience on Instagram. And please let us know, you know, drop us a message or on Anchor, you can send us a voice note to let us know how you get on if you play classical music. We had lots of people get in touch last time to let us know what was common in the barn. And I think we had a couple of people back then that were playing rock. So if you've since changed and you're playing classical, let us know that too. Yep, that sounds great. Thanks, Kate, for joining in and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, Nancy. Take care. Okay, bye-bye.